Welcome back to Progressive Mindset with myself, Jason Kemsley. And me, Bradley Monday. Um, before we jump into it, we're, we're three, four, five episodes in now. It's important just to make sure wherever you're listening, watching, there is the YouTube, there is the Spotify, there is the Apple, any, uh, any of the mainstream playlists and podcast apps that you may choose uh, and appeared in your car the other day, which was quite cool. Uh, so you uh, really in, can in, listen or watch from anywhere. Indeed, we are everywhere. Um, this episode is, uh, we want to jump into leadership styles, right? And are you a leader? How can you become a leader? Tools you can use, finding your way, all these For different sure. things. So um, where do you want to start with? Someone that maybe isn't a leader because they're going to be listening and Less, we want to we help them straight away. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think if you if you saw the title um, about leadership styles and you went, yeah, I, I want to be a leader. I think let's let's stop there. This this episode probably isn't for you. I think for me personally, real real leadership doesn't doesn't happen by chance. But certainly, you find yourself in a leadership position. People have already chosen to follow you, right? That's that's what this is about. This is about honing in those leadership skills, making sure you're choosing the right path. Don't change your entire. One shouldn't take change one's whole self because of something they read or something they heard on a podcast. And we've got very different leadership styles, myself and Jason. So I think we're going to talk about some of those and hopefully find something that resonates with people that, that they can use to move forwards um, in their own entrepreneurial journey. Absolutely. And, and to strip it back to the foundations, I believe that all leadership comes from either some sort of strength and, you know, in the primal world, that was physical strength mm -hmm. um, or some sort of knowledge. You have to have one of those two things in your chosen business, in your chosen area. You have to be considered knowledgeable or strong in that particular area, physical or non-physical, to typically be considered a leader. So in our line of work, you would hope, and I think, we know what we do pretty well. And so it, and, and know a vast amount of it. And so suit being a leader. Not always the case, but there are um, some foundations that go into it. You can be as I think you've demonstrated, not a natural leader, but become a very effective leader. Oh, we've already, we've already reached the uh, we've already reached the first point of disagreement on this one, Jason. I knew there was going to be uh, <laughs> some. Uh, I think we need to be very careful with how we describe a a natural leader. Um, if I mean, if we look at history, there are plenty of examples of loud, bold leaders that are out there, as well as quiet. I probably wouldn't go as far as say timid, but what for me, what makes a leader and building on your idea of having this knowledge in a, in a chosen field is it, it's about having a passion. It's about having that cause and passion. That's what causes people to ultimately follow someone is you've just got to be super driven about something to the point where actually your, your passion shows through and people go, you know what? I can get behind it. That's, that's ultimately leadership, right? Um, but I do think they come in different, different shapes, you, and shapes and sizes. Can you name someone that wasn't loud, obnoxious? Maybe not uh, what you said. So, so, I, so I think just pulling from our space, uh, I wouldn't have said Bill Gates. He's he's an, Bill Gates is introverted, but he's outspoken. Do you not have he's, to have a balance of all of the? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't have said I'm not outspoken in my in my chosen field you've been in many and many a meeting with me and i'm not afraid to, to to share what my views are but at the same time 
I, I like to sit back and, and, and listen and, and let everyone in the room be heard. Sure. And when it, when it's appropriate, I'll, I'll speak. But whereas your leadership style is, is very different. It's a bit more direct. You have an uh, indirect style, I would suggest, but direct absolutely. In, in many ways. And um, mine is more direct. And so we're, we're probably at the first sort of key point of this talk, which is there are many different ways. And actually, stereotypical leader is not a real world business leader. The stereotypical, primal, loud person when you're back in school, high school, whatever, the guy that shouted the loudest was the guy that was the captain of the football team. Mm -hmm. That was what everyone considered a leader, right? But when you mature and you develop into business world, there are, you do have the indirect, you have the direct, you have the louder, you have the quieter. And in the, uh, I think in the business world as well, there's there's been an awful lot of change over the last sort of decade, 15 years where actually more traditional leaders uh, we're all now referring to as bosses right everyone does this are you a boss or you're a leader actually you go back a decade maybe slightly more what we are now referring to as boss was actually how people led it was very very common my first job i had what we would now refer to as uh, as a boss and I've, I've got a lot of respect for that man but i've certainly learned that was never a style that was going to work for me, completely different personalities. And so, yeah, I think we're trying to hone in on when you go looking for leadership tips and advice, you see a lot of different people talking about a lot of different styles of leadership. And I think if you're watching this and you already manage a team or listening to this and you already manage a team, you're already at the point of leadership. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so it's about finding something that works for you. And I'm hoping that today we can talk about you know, tools, tips, tricks, so that people can one, identify the style of leadership that works for them. And then maybe some of the tools that can help them through that leadership journey. And I think leadership is very much a, a journey as your, your cause, let's refer to it as that, as your cause grows. Absolutely. Um, and so let, let's start with those, those maybe things that we would do or recommend and I'll start with the one that's been the biggest for me is to become, depending on the day you catch me on, I, I don't look at myself as a leader, mm -hmm. but then you'll catch me on a different day where maybe my ego is a bit, a bit hurt or, or rubbed or whatever way you want to look at it. And I feel like a leader, um, but you don't have to feel like a leader to be seen as a leader. Right. So when, when I walk in, people may think of me as a leader, regardless of what. So if you look after anyone, Unfortunately, I see you as a leader. It doesn't matter how you feel. So now how do you become the best version of that particular thing, right? And we can talk about mm -hmm. tools, etc. The first one for me and the one that I think has brought the most from my leadership style is surrounding myself with people that I would consider a good leader. So that I can, and you know, there's the old saying, you become that of the five people you surround yourself with. Yep. In our industry and in whoever, whatever industry you're in, lawyers, accountants, professional services, whatever it is, there is a community, there is a some way that you can regularly or um, every so often meet with other leaders in your space. Yeah, That was and is the biggest thing to me continuing to evolve as a leader. And so that would be my first thing. My first thing is surround yourself with people that you admire, people you respect and, and genuinely think are good leaders. And then you start pulling little nuggets to make your own version of yourself taking you've, one from you two from you you've hit the nail don't try and mirror 
imitate. So, so yeah, there's no room for imitation in 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 leadership. It is about, as you just said, the word nuggets. There is it's about taking those things and taking inspiration to to build and further your already existing uh, leadership skills. Okay. So, um, I think mine is, and this has been learned throughout the journey, is the accountability piece, and actually the best way to uh, to lead is to get out of people's ways. Lo- loads of people talking about this at the moment is actually set set them a goal, set them a target, make your expectations very, very clear and get out of the way. Um, I think that's, and that, that's actually very, very easily said, but it's not so easily done and, yep. and learning how to set very, very clear targets, then get out of the way, know when it's appropriate to, you, you can see a bump coming in the road do you let the person fail? So that's going to be a learning experience. Or do you step, you know, knowing when the right moment is to go, have you thought about this? Or actually just let it happen. And and I guess that there's many, many different facets that come into that is, well, what's going to be the impact on the business to the customer? Absolutely. And that kind of thing, so that you can make that. And, no, and that for most people, they want to step in and stop it happening. Right. But then you've masked the issue. Or in the process, or the or you've stopped the, the product, the service, whatever it is you're doing, you've stopped the visibility of that. You're masking every time you help someone. Yeah, and so you can't be everywhere all the all the time. So as it's it's easier to do when when you're smaller, but as your business then begins to grow, actually you can't be everywhere, and so you're setting your team up early for for that for that learning, and and they can stand on their own two feet, right? Absolutely. And and on that topic, the. I, and I say this quite a lot, and I, I wish I could remember where I heard it from. I don't. Um, I say to anyone that uh, I lead, and I said it most recently at the start of this week, my job is here to remove the obstacles for you. Mm-hmm. There's an obstacle stopping you from achieving your goals and your roles. I'll remove that. I'm not here to necessarily show you how to do what you're going to do or, or dictate the way. I'm here when you need an obstacle moving or you've got something that's stopping you from doing well. I'm that guy. You come to me, I'll get rid of it, and I'll move the things to make sure you can be successful. I'm, I'm going to start using that, mate, because I've been saying to people, use me as a tool. <laughs> I, yeah, think, yeah. I think your way is way better uh, <laughs> as explaining that. So I've been uh, missing those words. I'm going to use that terminology rather than referring to myself as a tool. So we've got the uh, surround yourself with, with, with leaders. I think that is really good. And the the second thing being you take your own style from that. You don't imitate any Mm -hmm. of them. Um, Which possibly brings me on to my third thing, which is I believe you can only be a good leader if you're genuine. If you imitate and it's not you and it's not the genuine, truest version of you, it's not sustainable. I've done it and uh, I, I, I can't recall the exact period of my life, but I had that period where I had to try and try and be seen as a leader for the purposes of growing what we're doing now etc and i had that that moment where i realized i was 30 percent of that person 30 percent that person 30 percent that person and i hadn't found my own quite way to put my 30 percent in or whatever if you're not genuine you get caught out or you burn out <laughs> yeah it, it takes an awful lot of effort pretending to be <laughs> pretending to be something you're not right so yeah absolutely, absolutely genuine and and i I think you moved, you moved quietly, or have demonstrated their vulnerability. Absolutely, I, I think is you. You cannot be strong 
all the time. There's always going to be something. If there's a certain time of the month that you find challenging, it might be billing time or you know, whatever that is. it might be cycles or you know when you have a bad day, it's important that your team know when you're in a certain space so that they can, if needs be, give you a wide berth and that sort of stuff. It's important to share. We we have emotions and make sure our team know how to deal with that. But also sharing your vulnerability, it in itself, it creates buy-in from, from your team. They want to know that when they go through these feelings, that that's that's normal as well and that you, know, you, have, you haven't got to be Iron Man all the time. Absolutely. And I... There's there's many facets to this, but I'm possibly going to share one that I think you might disagree with or have some context on. The final bit for me is um, I I like to look at it as I work for them, not they work for me. If that makes sense, in a um, so going back to the I move obstacles for you, etc. I do truly believe that as a good leadership team or as a good leader, you are working and what you do is on behalf of that team you've got out there or wherever they are and you are trying to fight for the best for them or the right things for them that then you know has in balance the customers or whatever it is you're doing. Um, is that something you would agree with? Uh, I, I do agree with that and... I'm I'm immediately thinking. Well, why does he think I don't agree with that? Right? I'm trying to I'm, uh, trying, I'm trying to identify what I do. We've had in, so many conversations. I can't. <laughs> no, I, I was just wondering. In yes, absolutely, I do agree with the. You know, you you are there to be to be used for them to facilitate their accountability area where we started. There, I my personal leadership style is I'm. I don't shy away from the difficult conversations. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And, You're very good at them. Uh, and so as a result, sometimes it can feel, you know, that, that that's a that's a very different feeling. I think that takes, if, if you're not that sort of person, you're not that way inclined, that can be a bit daunting when you first experience that. But um, it's part of that transparency, that openness and honesty that uh, I, I believe if there's a problem, we should talk about that problem at the earliest possible point stop it manifesting and, brewing and uh, and i think that's a that's a leadership style that you can only implement and grab if your if your personality allows or if you can train your personality to be completely open and honest the moment you start to feel awkward in that delivery of of a problem and you start not sharing you know the way you feel about it or the, or the real truth and we start to hide that because it's making us feel uncomfortable uh, at that point, you you get a weird dynamic, and I think actually you stop your message from getting through. I've I've always found that the people that I work with, and work successfully with, they they appreciate that, and that's that's a two way thing. Is hey, if there's a problem that you want to share in my direction, let, you go for it. Don't don't sugarcoat it because we need to get to the bottom. We need to get to the roots. Absolutely. And it, it this is a bit off topic, but it reminds me of something I was learning recently in uh, navigation. Uh, around if you set off and you're one degree of course that compounds as you get uh, as you're mm -hmm. creeping toward your target and eventually you're 30 degrees of course and it's a similar thing is if you don't nip it in the bud early you end up being wildly off the original point is probably manifested or developed into something far more than it needed to be 
Whereas if you just set out with open honest to begin with, you can only ever head straight towards a solution in some way, shape or form. So um, I wanna, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question because I want to uncover some things because I think you, we mentioned that we're, we're quite different, but we haven't necessarily spoken much about the, the differences. So I know that the straight in at the awkwardness is not, is not something that you're overly comfortable with. Um, no. So I'm interested in hearing, because um, I know you do this, do this well you found your own so you know we're gonna have listeners that go <laughs> no talk, talking about that problem that's been grind, grinding my gears for ages that's not my vibe what are some of the tools that you apply that maybe that they could utilize here i th i think we we recorded one on business partnerships and i um uh, episode which is well worth listening to at, at this point or after this um i think the biggest part in my Arsenal is I know you'll always be willing to have those direct conversations. Mm -hmm. So I never step into something that I'm not good at. I stay in, I, I know my lane, I stay in it because I know that you've got your lane. You do far better at that stuff than I do. And so I try and stay as much in my lane as possible. Um, I, I have a, a therapist that I speak to. Uh, we've spoke about many times. Um, that is more so, and um, you know, maybe we'll come to some top tips or whatever. Um, I think my ego is sometimes a problem. Okay. Uh, or could become a problem. And I think ego is the, the single biggest trait that can ruin your leadership style. Is you could have all the, the traits that make a perfect leader in a stereotypical way. But if you've got a big ego, and that's a visible big ego, I don't think anyone... I don't think people like seeing that. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not a desirable trait in no. someone that you want to hang around and surround yourself with. So Absolutely. I... Yeah, I, I can get that you. So you'd I have to keep that, that in check. I, that's my the the therapy sessions, mentor, whatever you want to call it, is for me to keep myself in check. Um, and finally, on the same point is, I realised um, a little while ago that my biggest weakness was being self-aware. So I realised that my biggest weakness was I didn't know what I could improve. I thought I was pretty good at it all. Yeah. Which okay. is again the ego getting out of hand, um, and I think everyone reaches this at some point. I, I, you know, hopefully it doesn't come across me saying this uh, in a negative way, but I think as you hit achievements, sometimes they can run away with you, and you feel like, okay, I've just got to bring myself back in check and reset a little bit here, because there's so much further to go, and I want to be on that train for a really, really long time. If I let the ego get out of hand, if I start getting too confident, if I start thinking that I'm the finished product, that is beyond naive. And uh, so I use I use these mentor therapy sessions as a reset, a way to check myself, be held accountable. And then so so the biggest tools I have are someone holding me to account, and the first thing I mentioned, which is surrounding myself with people that strive in the areas I fail in. Because then yep. I don't have to try and do them. If I try and do direct, people won't like it. No. I just can't deliver it in the way you can deliver it. No, and so what I... I'm going to tell you what I wanted you to answer that question with. <laughs> I had something sure. in mind, man. Um, so uh, it's you, you talk about leading with the positives, and I think that's how you, without masking... The, the problem that needs to discuss you talk about going and finding something to lead with Absolutely. that you know you get the endorphin release and puts people in a good spot for you to then lead into with the 
hey, but here's something we need to work on. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah. I just wanted to get that out there as, it as, is a, as tool. a tool. I just I the reason I probably didn't answer it is I feel like it's a tool in my my tool belt, mm -hmm. but it's not instinctive or native in me. I've had to go and grab that and I've attached it as one of my useful twelve things that I go to. And it is a super th interesting thing. I, I can't remember where I read it. It's um positive then negative or, or something uh, similar. Um, and we, we once had it in a call. I don't know if you uh, remember, it was a, a difficult conversation. I thought, let's try this tactic. I think this is going to work. What I can do really well is is gauge the person I'm speaking to yep. and mould. So you, I think to compare our styles, I can mould my delivery depending on the person I'm speaking to, yep. which is a positive. Mm -hmm. The negative of that is people don't know what they're going to get from me. Whereas I, whereas I am very, very consistent in the. Absolutely. You can always guarantee that you're going to get. You, you the, know you're how you're going to get the open and the honest from me with, with zero filter. And I think both, both, both have, both, both have positives and negatives. And again, it's about right. Which one do you resonate with? Which one works for you? Absolutely. Um, so certainly, more recently, I've had external people coming to me for for feedback on their product and where they see it working in the marketplace because they they know that i'm going to give it to them to them straight you know it's going to yeah, be warts yeah. and all yes we'll focus in on the hey that's got right you know really good um place here but actually this probably needs some work or you know and that sort of stuff and yeah i think again let's let's resonate with that and um you uh you being the master of segues you started talking about tools and I yep. think this is the last thing that we need to to kind of wrap up this conversation. I've got one more, but yes, carry You've on. got one more? I've got one more after tools, but... You've got one more after tools. Okay, let's do tools. Um, so let's let's start talking about a tool that is is very, very widely used, um, but was was my saviour along my journey when our, our leadership team got bigger and managing that group of people became a little bit unruly. Uh, certainly, I, I remember vividly our leadership meetings being uh, an, an hour-long argument. It was not a constructive debate. It was an hour-long argument, and we all left the room <laughs> with a bad taste in our mouth around everyone else in the room. And um, I discovered Traction and EOS. And that is... Which we're going to do another episode on frameworks, just just so people don't wonder why we don't dive into this right now. But for, there will be another one on that. For sure. But if you've not read traction let's let's get that started now so when we do talk about it Absolutely. um you've you've got that in there uh, we self-implemented and and you know maybe you self-implemented okay that's, <laughs> i love the leadership style of including everyone okay. but, but uh, I, it was you i self-implemented but um and, and maybe that's not a, a, a right thing to do i don't have a i don't have any, uh, anything else to compare it against but I, I found traction and it created this crazy accountability to the point where i went to the leadership team and said hey give me six months to, to to put in this set of tooling and if we're not making some progress i will i will step out of my role and into a role that is more appropriate and um uh luckily luckily it worked really bought into the idea of you have a right to be a shareholder of your business but you do not have a right to sit in your position within within the business and um I think that was empowering and as that that tool as a whole has empowered many, many people within our business to to lead and to, to deliver in, in their roles. 
Absolutely. And there are an absolute plethora of tools out there. Anyone listening to this has probably found it either through some advertising or whatever, or they've just come across this and they've given it a listen. There is a good chance they may have listened to two other leadership podcasts. They've read two books in the last year. They've seen uh, a stage keynote from uh, a leader of some kind, and they are being inundated and inundated with the, to be a leader, you should be this, or to be successful, you do this. I think there is an overwhelming, there's an overwhelming amount of content and there is an overwhelming feeling as a human that if you hear something, read something, see something that you don't do, that you need to implement it. You must do that thing. This is why I wanted to approach this this topic because those types of things really grind my gears <laughs> is leaders all wake up at 4 a.m., you know, they're part they of the 4am club. They of water and, uh, and they have you know, an ice bath. And <laughs> Absolutely. It's like, if that doesn't work for you and you you actually, you function later on in the day, then don't be getting up at 4am. Like, I, I resonate with waking up earlier because that's, that basically, that's before everyone's, you know, ringing my phone and, and the world wakes up. I like to get in before it. I know you absolutely don't. You trying to wake up at 4am would be, would be a disaster. I've done it. I, I, I think I'm moving towards being an early person i probably a little way off but um yeah i could work until 2am i could i could work take a little break in the you know for some food or some dinner or something um but my brain is most active uh, active cognitive productive between 7pm and 2am I'd, I'd say and that is that is my strength there and so we, we we've actually worked out <laughs> quite a nice little way where you're you're around in the morning i'm around the evenings or whatever um but it comes back to that you take the bits that work for you just because i'm trying to think um grant cardone someone i listened uh to a little bit and you know super successful and congratulations great journey that isn't going to work for tim or sally down the street there are thousands of people trying to achieve what that one person's achieved, but they don't have to take the same path. There are many taking different paths and reaching similar, but not necessarily speaking about it. You take the bits that that work for you. Uh, Yep. I I agree with that. And, um, you know, apply them slowly. You haven't got to make all this change in uh, one go is kind of by, by taking one idea and implementing that, you can then monitor whether that works for you and, and, and switch it out. You mentioned earlier, you had 12 tools in the tool belt that was the number you put on it mate. oh did i hey. <laughs> um any any of the other 12 you want to share on on today's call uh oh you caught me off guard there uh 12 tools i'll tell you what i'll do my next tool okay go on. um and then you can come back so uh, another issue that i've i've had along the journey is trying to do everything um as a as a small business owner you start off by being finance you're the cleaner you're delivering the product most likely right you're doing all of these things and as your business grows you need to work out what to what to shed and one of the tools that i worked very successfully and i and i actually repeat and bring back is uh, four squares on a bit of paper along the top what am i good at what am i not good at what am i interested in what am i not interested in um and what we're going to be getting rid of is the stuff that it sits in that not good at, not interested in box first. Um, just because there is something that you're not interested in doing does not mean that there are not people 
out there. First of all, if it's repeatable, let's look to automate that bad boy. And if it's not repeatable and it does need a human, please don't pass it off to some other poor person that you employ just because you can. <laughs> like, let's go and actively seek someone with those skill sets and that desire to deliver that so that we're delivering well. Absolutely. Um, and then move around the boxes and over time, obviously you, your your job as as a leader is to try and extract as much of your daily workload um, away from you so that you can be very vision oriented. Sure. So you want to go through those boxes as you go, but ultimately life moves on and you, you know there's always going to be things in those boxes. So just keep trying to move that stuff that you're not good at or not interested in needs to be off your plate and with someone that enjoys. You don't give enjoys. it your best, right? You don't give it the most Absolutely. mind space, the, the most effort. Um, it's interesting because in the moment I, I'm struggling to, I'm struggling to come up with, uh, with some that I directly use because a lot of the things I use, I don't necessarily realize I'm using them until mm. someone calls me out or says, oh, and then I, it, it makes sense. It just, it creates a, um, I my, my, biggest, oh, uh, my biggest one and it's completely it's completely unbusiness related is my obsession with health um i think a tool in my arsenal is i fuel myself to be the prime version of myself and the the optimum version of myself and i think that's like not talked about enough and a little t a little tool that i have in my belt is you know that gut health that mind health whatever you want to call it just just getting out to the gym i know you're a big gym uh you're a big gym, gym guy but just uh definitely finding somewhere where you get that mind space to some, yeah. of, the, some of the best ideas i think i've ever had are when i'm not actively trying to generate ideas or i'm not at work you know Absolutely. everyone everyone's had that great idea in the shower um it's because you're not at, you know your, your mind's wandering it's off uh, for me, it's like going for a cycle or, or, or a walk or something like that just to, to, to get away. And it's amazing how many of your problems are solved when you get back to your desk, that thing you've been bashing your head against Absolutely. the wall. Right? Uh, so I think and I want, to, I want to talk about it specifically, but finding your it is what I, want, what I refer to it as. Finding that thing that you can do and then you look at your watch and you realize three hours has passed. And you don't know where that three hours has gone. You and if you went back, you probably wouldn't do it again. Maybe because you've really, <laughs> that's three hours I've just lost, and I can't remember what I was doing. Or, or um, but when your when your brain is active, I, I think I tend to be able to give my best because I I take a lunchtime walk every or most days. It's, mm -hmm. it's not every day, um, and sometimes I feel guilty when I'm doing it. But I know that it's so that when I get back, I can give my best and my best brain space or mind thought. And also, as a leader, going back to the traditional lead by example, I don't think if people have time or want to get out, enjoy lunch break. And uh, so I, I like absolutely to like super, that. super important to take that break. And uh, I think I struggled with you know finding my it to use your your, your phrase. There is I turned my it into what i what i did for for work right it was yeah. always my my passion became what i did and and i i still find that i i struggle to find things and activities outside of uh, i guess that would that would be my one thing about if you're going to take this thing that you're super passionate about do try and find other things if that's now your business and that's where what causes you the stress and and that sort of stuff is 
do also find something else to to take your mind off it and my my journey in terms of finding that um continues i'm afraid uh so i thought it would be with the tools and to end on just like a, a couple of tips mm-hmm. it'd make good sense um and i've got some in the bank so if you don't if you don't have them don't worry um but I, i'm sure you do my first one is intent as a leader the intent of what you do is super important and what i mean by that is the culture that we have is because when we walk in and say hey how are you we mean it it's not a passing comment it's not we're doing things for the sake of doing things everything you do from start to finish has good intent and with the best in mind it goes back to the faking it etc being that genuine with good intent leader is is for me the foundation of the person that hopefully I, I become and, and stay as. So that's my first top tip, if I could give one, is is have good intent, even if that is being brutal. Yeah, uh, I, I, we've built our, our business on on being us, right? Being honest and 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 having that intent. So I, I completely resonate with that. Um, I had a tip and it's and it's gone. Uh, no, I haven't. It's come back. Um, uh, for me, understand what drives you is is really important. I I understood early on, and I've more recently worked out how to sort of vocalize this. Is that it for me? It's not money. Um, that that's not what drives me to do what I do. For me, it's seeing people grow and develop and achieve their goals. And of course, with everything that you do that appears selfless, there's an element of selfishness there. And for me, that is. That that's where I get my kicks. That makes me feel good. It makes me feel warm and fuzzy. So, a, a lot of what I do surrounds mentoring and that sort of stuff because it helps deliver on what on what drives me and seeing people hit their goals and 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 grow and being able to architect those opportunities is is where I spend a lot of my time and that creates great results because it drives me and gives me the endorphin release and that warm fuzzy feeling. Okay, so we got. So if there's only three things people take off this, we've got intent when you walk into your business or when you're even being a leader with you know, your friendship group or in your family, this isn't just business, right? Mm-hmm. This is other things. Having good intent is a good start. Working out what drives you and you know what fuels yep. you so that you can, goes back to the fear conversation in some ways, but so you can harness it and, and use it to uh, continue to drive you forward. Uh, my third one and my last one, is having someone hold you accountable. If you don't have the money, it doesn't have to be a mentor or a therapist. Can be your partner, can be a mum, can be a dad, can be can be a child. You it, they don't have to know your industry, they're, your they're, business. They're the most brutal, are they? <laughs> <laughs> but but they don't have to understand the ins and outs of that problem you deal with or that issue your business solves or whatever it is you want to do or you know, there's they don't have to be an expert. They have to be the person that asks you the question you don't want to be asked and takes you back to basics. Um, and for me, you know, if, if I if I was to leave or continue with intent and accountability, I think I'd be all right. Um, and so accountability would be my my second and my last one Absolutely. at this moment. Otherwise, um, they won't be key takeaways. <laughs> They'll be uh, paragraph takeaways. <laughs> Good stuff. I, th- I think on that... Um we're a wrap. We're a wrap. We could go on for ages on this one. So uh, uh, I think I think that's it for this episode. All right. See you on the next one. Thank you.